Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for everyone for uh, for joining and, and taking the time and that sort of thing. Um, so this is a, a quick roundtable discussion with a few software engineering managers, leaders and uh, CTOs across London. Um, I wanted to bring people together because I've been getting a lot of questions recently on LinkedIn about working from home, about hybrid working, about the world of work post-COVID. So I thought I'd bring together some industry leaders and experts to uh, share their advice, their opinions and their expertise in these areas. So I'll just do a quick intro of the speakers and then we'll go into some of the questions that people um, messaged me on, on LinkedIn as, um, as what they wanted to, to hear about. Um, so I've got uh, Glenn on the call, who is the CTO of Digital Solutions at, um, at iTech Art Group. Um, we've got Oyvind, who's a CTO of Kidley. We've got Simon, who's a head of engineering for, for LV. So thank you all for, uh, for taking the time um, out of your busy schedules. Um, like I say, this will be 30 minutes or so. So quick sort of round fire um, questions for the, for the panel. And if you guys can keep your answers to two minutes or so, that would be, uh, be really appreciated. Um, cool. So um, I'll kick it off. Obviously, we've undergone a lot of change over the past couple of months. It's been an interesting time for, for everybody involved. Um, right now, some people are working from home. Some people are in the office. I was wondering if you guys could talk a little bit about your current setup in your teams and how you're coping and finding and managing with the whole situation. Um, in no running order, let's, um, Glenn, if, you, if you're able to, to kick it off and just sort of share your um, thoughts around that. Sure. So as an organization that provides team augmentation for other development companies, so we have our developers based in Belarus, we are already set up for the remote based working, um, not only if you know whether in the office or whether they're working from home there. And what always works for us is that you always have the structure in place, be it the communication tools, the processes, the expectations of availability. Obviously, you don't want it to always just be nine to five. You know, you want to say there's key core hours available and just making sure that all the people are available during these times. So for an organization like us, which is always remote to any organization we work with in the Europe, UK or in the US, um, not much has really changed from the pandemic from our standpoint, which is great um, because obviously, you know, we're already set up with this type of way of working. So from a recommendation standpoint of how to work in this way, even if you only have one person working remotely, you need all the tools in place. So remote doesn't mean distant. So essentially, just because they're not on site, you still need to make sure you've got the stand-ups, the communication ch uh, channels in place, the ability for people to reach out to others, and more importantly, also having times where you're unavailable but still working. So you're not constantly getting Zoom fatigue and constantly having to expect it to be answered Slack messages throughout your entire day because you don't get that period of time. So obviously, there's a lot around that, which I'm sure we're going to cover later on. So that's just a very brief overview of um, you know how we work and some small recommendations. Brilliant. Well, it's good that you guys were already kind of set up for this in, in a way, um, whereas a lot of companies have had to adjust to it. Um, Simon, what's been your experience over the past couple of months? It's been very similar to Glenn, actually. Um, at, at LV, we're, we're quite fortunate in that the, the company was already structured uh, in a way to support a culture of sort of remote working and flexibility. So a lot of our infrastructure choices were already in place to, to support that. Obviously, the company's much bigger than just the software engineering team. So we're just a small part everybody has sort of adopted that ethos which is great and we're now an international business so we we know that we've got to work remote anyway um so a lot of the processes that we're putting into place 
already starting to think in those terms. Um, and COVID has really just kind of accelerated that and forced everybody into it, which is, hasn't actually been that bad of a thing to, to be forced into doing. Um, but yeah, we've been very fortunate because the culture was already there. So yeah, I think that's been very good for us. It's a good point in that it was going to happen anyway. COVID's just kind of pushed it forward a couple of years and, and that sort of thing. Oyvind, um, or, or what's been your experience these past couple of months, mate? On the mute button. Um, very similar, I think, to what Blin and Simon have already said. Um, when we started Kidley in 2015, I, I made sure that from the outset we were set up for remote working and everybody in the company has re worked remotely to a greater or lesser extent uh, from the beginning. So we were, we were ready for it in, in that sense. Um, on the day when we sent everybody home, it was really a matter of saying, right, take your laptop, take whatever other kit you want and go home. Um, but you, yeah, we've had a lot of learning to do. We've never uh, worked remotely where, where the whole company has been remote before. Um, and that's had, had its challenges and still does to a degree. Now we're in a situation where the office is open. Um, we've we've um, taken out half of the desks so people can come in and work at a, and be socially distanced. Um, but people are very free to to do as they please. We we go in when we feel it's necessary. So there's always somebody in the office, but they're there because they feel like it's better for them to be working together than uh, than than remotely. And um, the tech team is uh, pretty much 100% remote, and um, and that works really well. Um, so yeah, there, our challenges are mainly around um, things like. Well, it's not so much a problem anymore, but certainly in the begin in the early days uh, with childcare <laughs> and people being yeah, sort of randomly unavailable because of that, that was a big challenge because people would drop in and out um, through the day. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. Well, look, um, we've got, you know, 12 on, on, on Zoom. We've got another 38 now on, on the Hayes video platform. And a lot of these people are not in the same position that you guys were in terms of already... Um, working from home for a lot of people it's been quite a big adjustment so you guys are probably in a really good position to speak about this sort of thing but what advice would you give to people that are really struggling when it comes to working from home whether it's productivity whether it's kids running around everywhere as you as you alluded to um Ivind, um what what advice would you give to people and insights um where it's been a massive change for them and it hasn't necessarily been easy um simon do you want to uh, take the reins and uh, answer that one first mate yeah, that, it's a really tricky one, to be honest, because um, everybody's individual circumstances are different. And I don't think there's necessarily going to be a company policy that's going to help anyone in particular. But um, I can certainly speak from my example. I think that I personally find that um, I, I have to plan things out a little bit better. Um, I've definitely spent a lot more time in our project management tools uh, than, I, than I've had to do in the past. I certainly write a lot more stuff down, um, which, yeah, just just helps me to think if, if something does come in as a distraction for whatever reason, you know, valid reason, um, then I have I've not lost my place, as it were. Um, I, I don't have kids running around. You know, I don't I don't have many distractions. Um, actually, I find the homeworking environment is much more productive for me because the office environment can tend to be a bit more distracting but if you 
if you do need that uh, space and and kind of the, the real quiet if you've got kids at home or you know um, maybe you live with other people and they're all working from home too so there's not really space for all of that um, try to find I, I can only really recommend trying to find a space where you can work comfortably um, you know there are cafes that are opening again and and pubs and restaurants and places that you can kind of go and work from give that a go um, it's not going to be perfect by any means but it's worth a try yeah, no, it's a, it's a good insight, actually. And a lot of people, um, I've seen this on, on LinkedIn, where people have been going to a pub for the day and renting out um, a table. And a lot of pubs are allowing people to do it because they're obviously desperate for the business as well. So um, it kind of works both ways. Um, what about yourself, um, Oyvind? What, what advice and, and tips would you give to people that are struggling with this um, new way of working? Well, once again, I think what Simon said is um, that there's a, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you cannot ignore the individual circumstances within the team um, when when you're running a business remotely. Um, everybody's set up differently at home. Everybody's got a different situation with respect to their children, whether they have them or not, and how many they have, school, nursery, and all that stuff. I think you have to just be realistic about the fact that working from home I apologize for the banging in the background. I've got some carpenters here. Um, working from home is not the same as working in the office and it, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't try and make it that. So you have to try and um, you have to allow people to shape their workday around their home life. It's you, you can't make them sit down at nine in the morning and work till 530. That's just not going to work. Some will do that because it suits them. Many will not. Um, being at home is very different, but you can be very, very productive at home. But from, from a manager's perspective, you just have to accept that working life is different and it's not a bad thing. Um, one thing that we struggled with to begin with, and once again, this was um, this had to do with the, the, the lockdown situation where everybody was at home and they were in their houses and they had children to look after, was that the individual circumstances made our situation um, into one where we struggled to find enough time where the team, I'm speaking specifically about the Kidley Tech team, where, where we didn't have enough time together in the day. So people would spread their days across uh, morning, afternoon and evening. Um, and that was fine. So people would individually, uh, you know, have the same capacity as before, but we didn't find enough, have enough overlap. And that was a real, real problem. So I think that's important that you make sure that your guys can um, that they have a, a number of hours in the day where they're all together. So even they, they, it's up to them to to utilize that time in in collaboration or conversation or whatever. Make sure that it's there because if it's missing, it's a real problem. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. That communication piece is important. I've even myself have been in the habit of now almost over communicating to the team because we don't have that, you know, water cooler conversation like we used to. So there's little interactions throughout the day is obviously key. So um, I, I agree with what you're saying there. And um, what, what about yourself, uh, Glenn? What, what have you found as um, would be some good advice to give to people that are struggling with this, um, this change in circumstance? 
Sure. So as um, I've got a partner that doesn't have as good a setup as me at home. So as soon as this lockdown came in, I went to CEX, got the only screen that they had left. I ordered on Amazon my split keyboard. Um, I got one of the, you know, um, secret lab chairs. You know, essentially, I understood straight away that I need to be comfortable at home in the way that I work. Um, now that, um, you know, it's been a while since the first lockdown came in, all this kit and hardware is available to buy again at one point for like three months. You just couldn't get a webcam for the love of money. Um, so I think it's important for anyone that is working from home on a regular basis, actually set this up. And for an organization level, I have seen a lot of organizations actually offering um, home setup budgets it's where they'll give them a thousand pounds and say, right, well, you can set this on anything you want. You know, they'd still have the laptop, so that's not included, but they could buy the chair, the table, the keyboards, the mice that they need, the dual screens if they need to with that budget. And that allows you to feel comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you are more productive. Essentially, if I work on just one screen, I'm so much slower than when I have two. When I have six, it gets too many. But when I've got two, that seems to be the right number for me. Um, and, you know, when you look on LinkedIn for job adverts and stuff like that, you see a lot of organizations now state that inside their um, inside their actual job adverts saying that we will give you £1,200 budget for a home office setup. Um, on a personal level, um, the first two weeks of the lockdown, I haven't done remote working completely for years. Essentially, it's been about five or six years. The first two weeks was quite tough. I was struggling to find my drive, struggling to get myself into, you know, the right mindset. Um, and then I started just doing my routine, getting an exercise in, in the mornings because I didn't have to commute. That's an extra hour of my day. Right. OK, I run every morning or do some weights or something like that gets me going. Um, so the exercise was a big piece for me. Um, clearly identify my working hours so obviously working from home it's very easy just to start early finish really late at night and um, you know essentially you overwork and therefore you feel more stress and more burden on you um, and also being clear about your availability so um, with a lot of the managers that I deal with that are UK based they say okay right for two hours in the middle of the day I'm out walking my dog I have a long lunch break but I start earlier and I finish later or however that works so the clarity on working hours and availability does really help there um obviously each person's different you know so, so certain people inside the uk office they want to be in the office they want to go to the office instead of be at home they've got a young kid or they've got work in the kitchen happening or a lot of banging going on sometimes they say well i'm going to be in the office for the next two weeks just because i want to get out of the house or i can't concentrate and obviously people that work alone miss that human interaction as well so if you are a person that lives in a flat by yourself it can be very lonely not having that type of communication um, and the final thing to really raise is it's still the company's responsibility to support the employees with this as well. So you need your company and managerial support. So you want to be making sure there's regular one on one still happening, understanding what's happening to the employees, um, what the psychological impacts are on them um, and making sure that um, the organization sets like rules that need to be followed. So essentially, it's like right, we expect between the hours of 10 and 2, everyone to be available. Or, you know, and if that doesn't work for someone, then obviously you can change them, adapt them. But actually making sure this is set just so um, clarity is there and people don't feel obliged to not be able to look after their kid for an hour while their wife goes off to work or goes to the shops. Um, they know exactly when they should and should not be available for um, immediate communication back. That's a good point. Absolutely. Especially around um, blocking off hours for those sort of activities. It's, uh, it's beneficial. Um, so you kind of referenced it just then, actually, Glenn, but um, on the subject of, of technology, right? Um, 
we could start with with yourself um, or Ivan um, in terms of what tech has been helpful with working from home you know obviously Zoom, Teams etc but are there any other platforms, technologies, hardware, software that you're using which you're finding quite beneficial um, which, which other people might check out? We couldn't run Kidly without Slack. It's 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 our communication tool. Email is there because we communicate with other parts of the world that doesn't use Slack, <laughs> but we communicate with Slack. Uh, and it, everybody, we're a small company. Um, everybody in the company, they, they they've got Slack on their phones, so um, we can communicate wherever we are, whenever we are. Um, actually, with Slack, it's it's been quite good. We've um, Early on, we introduced a number of new sort of uh, statuses that you could set for yourself with with emo emojis, so to signify that you are on childcare, child duty, or if you're just taking a break, or various um, new statuses that we we set up so that you could just easily communicate to others um, whether or not you're available and when you might be expected back, that kind of thing. Um, Slack works really well for us because it's instant but um you can easily choose to ignore it when you don't when you when you're not available and it allows you to communicate so easily with individuals one-to-one -one or in, in in small groups and we we've always used it it's just come into its own i guess through this period because uh, it the way how it facilitates conversations on, on lots of different levels uh, we also use g suite for everything well we'll use g suite for everything else and so google meet is uh, kind of our go-to we have monday morning meetings for the entire company so it's like a half hour where everybody gets together we did that in person before covid uh, then it was all online for a long time and now it's a hybrid so whoever happens to be in on in in the office on a monday morning they'll be there and um uh, the presentation will be shared over uh, Google Meet and everyone else is at home. So it brings everybody together. So those two are, are really good. But, you know, those those are the two main technologies that I suppose we use for communication. Um, but we've not put any restrictions on what individuals use. And I don't I don't see that I should. So some people use um, Zoom. Uh, some people use Skype. And so on. So I, I let I let the teams choose, um, basically. Uh, so so we try not to restrict it. And um, you know, video video calls have come a long way um, over the last few years. And but they've been on very various pro products have had various issues, various uh, levels of quality, and so on. So we've just let people choose whatever they feel works best for them. Uh, I think that's important. Flexibility is important. It's interesting you're doing that because so many companies are um, restricting, you know, you, you have to use Zoom, you have to use um, so on and so forth, right? So it's good that you are um, giving people the flexibility to choose um, and, and that sort of thing. Um, what about you, uh, Simon, um, aside from Slack, G Suite, is there anything else which you're finding beneficial? Yeah, I've, we went all in on a, a company-wide decision for a project management solution. Um, we picked Asana in the end. Uh, not that Asana is in any way special uh, as one of those. I, I think they're, they're very much the same in uh, whatever tool you go with. 
you can bend to do whatever you need to do project management wise but it just the point really that we adopted um and, and embraced as a whole company one solution so we haven't got like 20 different tools that, that different teams are using which has been really good i think um i think most of the team have embraced it really well and we certainly use it heavily in the software engineering side um so that's good and then obviously we've already been using github as well and we've sort of doubled down on how we're using that you know we're 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 properly fresh fleshing out our pull requests and issues we're starting to use and wikis we've already been using on there we're just kind of keeping things together and using those platforms to the full getting the most value out of them um so not really anything new but just looking at the ways of working with the tools that we've already got and and improving that i think one thing that's worth noting as well is whenever we think about the software that we're going to adopt um, we always look for online first that's a must because uh, we've got people using macs we've got people using windows and other platforms too and something that is web-based primarily is is what's going to be the most collaborative naturally but also it's going to be um, cross-platform and that just simplifies the whole problem um, i know that some companies have sort of SaaS fatigue and they've got a lot of subscriptions on the go and and everything but um i would say see it as an investment um, and it pays dividends in the end so get everybody on board get them bought into it and using it well and it, it pays for itself Nicely said. It's a good platform, um, Asana. I've tried monday.com and a few of the other competitors, but um, that's a good one from what I hear as well. Um, interesting that you and um, you, and, you and I have sort of a slightly different way of that you've got about that, whereas you've gone for more of a unified approach, whereas there's been a lot more, um, I suppose, you know, running different teams for different platforms with, with the former, which kind of shows that both work well, um, depending on um, which avenue you, you go down. And um, what about yourself, um, Glenn? What, what kind of tech, hardware, software and anything in particular, which you're finding useful? Um, so Slack and Zoom are our most common ones. Slack is great. I don't like Skype. I think it's too easy to fake to be somebody else. So I consider there's a security issue there because you can't validate who the users are. Um, but normally it's Slack and Zoom for us, though we do see a lot of organizations that are set up with Microsoft Teams. So that's the other option to go down. It's not a cheap option, I don't believe. Um, but they do have everything in there, be it your wiki, be it your project management, be it video calling and messaging. Um, so that's the other one to look at if you don't want to go down the Slack route, I'd say. Okay, awesome. So just to, um, I suppose, finish off nicely, we've talked about the past, we've talked about the present, let's talk about the future. Um, obviously, no one knows how long this whole pandemic is going to go on for, but when it comes to an end, eventually, hopefully, we'll have a you know different world to what we had beforehand in terms of ways of working in terms of this hybrid model in terms of people working from home so i'm not, I'm not going to ask for predictions or anything but i'd be keen to find out what you guys are thinking in terms of the planning in terms of um, where you see the, the world of work moving to post pandemic and um, and what you think it's going to look like basically so um simon if you want to kick it off just give us your, your two cents about what what the world's going to look like six perhaps 12 months from now um like i say i'm not asking for a prediction but just um just an idea as to what you're going to do in your team and and what you think perhaps other companies might do as well i think it's um this whole experience has really opened the eyes of uh, perhaps more other stakeholders i think in software we already know that remote is a good way of doing things 
um, and we've sort of been we've been pushing that more and more. Um, it, it's very beneficial to the business. So that's kind of been obvious. And I think what's happening now is that's just opened the eyes of other parts of the business to see, oh yeah, we can work this way. But it's also made clear to certain parts of the business we definitely can't. So it's crystallizing like the the view on remote work, which I think is net good overall. Um, and for us as a, a software engineering team, it's, it really means that, you know, we'll be looking at um, improving our processes around how we hire, how we onboard uh, members of the team, wherever they are, and, and that we can hire wherever those developers are, rather than thinking we've got to bring them to London or they've got already got to be in London or wherever, you know, we want them to be. Um, and, and just kind of casting our net a little bit wider uh, and I think that will also feed in nicely to um, the problems around diversity that we have in tech in general. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that we'll see great benefits from that too. Um, because, yeah, just people are sensible, I think, generally. They, they want to live where it doesn't cost them an arm and a leg and they want to do the best work that they can do and they want to earn a good penny when they're doing it. So um, if we can tick all of those boxes then hooray for us because we're going to end up with the better developers. Absolutely. You know, by doing it um, globally, you get a global pool of talent as opposed to people just in the area. So um, absolutely spot on. Um, uh, Glenn, what, what, um, what are your thoughts around what's going to happen sort of after all this? Okay, so there's some organisations that are resistant to change. They, you still see people jumping on the tube, going to the office every day where they're office workers. They could probably work from home. There's nothing technically stopping them, but there is definitely a managerial aspect of them wanting them to be in the office as much as possible. I think the tech industry isn't as bad as that. Essentially, they're much more adaptable and willing to go down this route. So I see at least the tech industry becoming much more towards 100% remote may not be, may, maybe it'll just be two, three days a week in the office. Uh, but obviously with that type of change, the hiring process, as we just touched on there, just changed quite a lot. So essentially you're no longer just hiring for technical ability. You're also looking at their ability to work remotely. How driven are they? What is their process for making sure they can effectively work from home? And how do you need to support them to achieve that? And if you're hiring a manager, what is their experience of managing remotely? Essentially, you can't just take someone to the office and see their response. You know, essentially, you need to be able to identify these issues from some Slack chats, from certain visual cues that you see on um, video chats. So there's definitely a different way that you need to hire from that perspective. As you mentioned as well, being able to hire more globally is a big plus, but that does also mean what is the impact, especially on the London market, on pays, for example. This is already an issue over in the US with Silicon Valley with Facebook and other guys um, saying that... Um, um, you know, they're going to stay 100% remote. You're no longer location specific. So therefore, um, we'll pay decrease because of that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens from a standard wage perspective, especially in London. Um, that's probably just my main views at this stage. Yeah, the, the wage is something that we're tracking very closely at, at Hayes. We're putting out salary reports and guides, and we'll have one coming out in a couple of weeks in regards to the changes that COVID's impacted um, and, and that sort of thing. So I'm sure you'll all be getting emails from me shortly about um, asking if you want copies of that and, and that sort of thing. Oyland, um, what's your, um, your views around what's going to happen um, in the future? I think working from home is going to be more of a mainstream thing, definitely. Um, we've proven that it can be done. I think we've proven that it should be done. I, I think 
times are ripe for this. Um, just from a personal perspective, Kidley's gone through huge growth um, in during this time. And in terms of headcount, we've increased nearly 50% during this time and it's been done while people were remote. Uh, and that's hard. And as, as both Glenn and Simon have alluded to, the processes are different and we have to learn how to do that well. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think I think remote working is something that should should just be embraced. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to be. I can only speak for Kidley, but I'm not sure exactly how it's going to pan out. I think six months from now is going to be quite similar to what the situation is like right now. Um, in 18 months, I think we're going to have much more of a hybrid situation again. We quite like getting together physically and and you know working together, being together. I know my team wants to be together much more than we are, but it's not advisable at the moment, given the, our office setup and so on. So we're, we're staying away. Um, but I think when that becomes uh, possible, we'd be we'd choose to come together in the office once or twice a week. But um, but that's because of our culture, because of how we like to work together. Uh, I just think the generally um, employers need to become more flexible uh, and just embrace uh, all the goodness that is in, in in having a distributed remote workforce that can work more on a little bit more on their own terms. I think it, it can make for happier employees, uh, and that's good for uh, for for the employees. Brilliant. Uh, a few people have been um, commenting on the different video platforms as well. Um, just to sort of read. I won't read all of them out, but I'll just pick a couple. Um, I think on Zoom, Mohammed was talking about, um, I think it was your point, um, Simon, when you were talking about how it will encourage more women to, to get into um, roles where they perhaps wouldn't have been able to before because of locations and areas. And I think that's a really good point. And obviously, um, more women in tech is something that um, is, is obviously a priority at, at the moment for a lot of people in, in their organizations with diversity and inclusion. So that's obviously going to be a massive benefit that we get out of this. Um, and um, someone called Dan on the Hayes video platform, when you were just speaking then, um, Oyvindi talked about um, a 50% increase in, in, um, in headcount. That's obviously amazing. He said it was a very impressive to you know, see companies still growing despite everything that's um, that's going on. So I guess that's a positive um, ray of light that that you've uh, echoed there. And and Laura on the on the video platform, I think you're talking, Glenn. She was talking about how um, embracing this this new way of rather than just people forcing everyone to go back to the office, you know, giving them the choice, making it a hybrid option, it's going to increase happiness and ultimately that's going to increase productivity. So perhaps the companies are not doing um, all that well at the moment and the ones that are perhaps resisting to this, maybe having a new approach and a new you know, style of thinking to all of this might, um, might do them some good um, as opposed to the alternative. So, um, so thanks very much for, for watching. Um, we've got up to about 55 now on the, on the Hayes video platform. So that's all our clients and, and thank you all for taking the time to, uh, to hear the expertise. And obviously I think we've got uh, about 15, 16 on, on Zoom. So thanks for watching live. And um, I'll post this on LinkedIn today so people can share it with their teams and, and whatnot. But um, just once again, thanks to our speakers for taking the time out of their schedules uh, to share their advice and expertise. And I know a lot of people have been wanting to hear from industry leaders about what's happening in this um, under this pandemic with regards to their current teams and where they see the uh, world of work going. So thanks for, for your time, guys, and thank you all for watching as well. Thanks, Alfie. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.